welcome to another edition of the Screen Nerds Podcast. My name's Michael Burgett, and thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode of The Rookie, the 2002 film starring Dennis Quaid, Rachel Griffiths, Brian Cox, Jay Hernandez, uh, and many more. Uh, just got done rewatching the film and wanted to share some of my thoughts on the film, some of my memories of seeing it for the first time, and just kind of my thoughts after watching it here uh, once again. Uh, as I mentioned, it came out in 2002, and uh, it was in the spring of my senior year of college. So that was when the first time that I saw it uh, in theaters and was super excited because uh, it checked off many boxes for me. It was a, a sports film. It was based on a true story. It was a baseball film. All these things that I loved, and so I was super excited to see it and uh, – Loved it the first time I saw it and have loved it ever since. Uh, if you don't know the story of the film, it's, like I said, it's based on a true story of a pitcher named Jim Morris, who uh, at the time was a high school uh, science teacher. Uh, he had tried to make it through the major leagues. Uh, he got hurt while he was in the minors, uh, basically had to step away from the game and uh, became a high school teacher in Texas. And uh, the film kind of tells the story of uh, his growing up, uh, having moved around, being a military kid, uh, and growing up, you know, having this dream of pitching in the major leagues and not being able to reach it, uh, but still loving the game of baseball and uh, becoming a high school baseball coach out in West Texas. Uh, and inspired by his kids, uh, uh, his players, and wanting them to to do well, uh, he makes a deal with them that if they win the district uh, and go to the state playoffs, that he will try out again for a major league team. Uh, they go on a run, they make it to the state playoffs, and so he uh, fulfills uh, the promise that he made to them and tries out uh, for the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, who at the time... Uh, was a brand new uh, Major League Baseball team. Uh, I think it's when the events of the film take place, uh, it was only like the second year of its existence. And so they were a fairly young team. Uh, he tries out. The scouts are impressed. And so he uh, works his way through the minors. And uh, in September of 1999, he gets called up to the Major Leagues. And his first a major league appearance is in Texas in Arlington uh, playing against the Texas Rangers. And uh, so it goes through that story and uh, gets to the climax of the film. And you, you see him debuting uh, as a big league ball player and uh, everybody from the small town comes and watches him play. And he, and that includes his family, his wife, his kids, and also his, his, his dad. And so just a heartwarming film. Loved it. Rewatching it again. Love it again. Uh, just so much of this film is so enjoyable. Um, the cast, uh, really great cast. Like I mentioned, uh, Dennis Quaid plays Jim Morris, and it's just interesting watching him. You know, now twenty years ago, uh, playing this lead here and. Uh, you know, seeing how uh, in time he uh, 
becomes the father figure. In this film, he's he's a dad, but he's also having to deal with uh, the relationship with his father, which is played by Brian Cox. And you see that struggle and that dynamic, and it's interesting to, years later, watch him play uh, that father figure in uh, I Can Only Imagine and in, in seeing the relationship dynamic now that he, he's on the other end of that. And so it's it's kind of interesting now going back and rewatching this film, having seen I Can Only Imagine and knowing that dynamic that will be there in the future. Uh, it, it's really interesting to to see how just as an actor he he has matured and and he's had life experiences that kind of bring into that um like i mentioned brian cox plays uh, the father and to know and to think about the fact that uh in a few months span he goes from playing uh the dad in this film to playing uh uh, sort of the bad guy just the antagonist in the 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 born identity uh which was the first film in the born series and they're only a couple of months difference uh, of release dates and it's just interesting uh to to think about that and remember that and especially in this film cuz uh, a lot of Brian Cox's films he's kind of the gruff um angry you know antagonist and there is some of that here but it's also there's a lot of heart too I think really rewatching this film again, uh, I get more of the understanding of where the father is coming from and, you know, wanting the most for his, for his children, but at the same time being a military guy and in the Navy and wanting to, you know, make a living and, and keep the family together and, uh, the struggle that he has, and it's it's a lot more complex. I think having rewatched it again this time uh, than probably the first few viewings that I saw, that I really kind of appreciate and understand where uh, Brian Cox's character is coming from. Uh, Rachel Griffiths as uh, the wife, uh, I, I I loved her the first time I saw her, and uh, th- this is still kind of. The role that uh, when I think of her as an actress, this is the the film uh, that I think about. I know she's been in a lot of other things, but just to me, this is this is the iconic role uh, that I always remember her by. And I love the the teens in this film. Now they're uh, and it's interesting because a lot of them are the same age as me, um, and so it, back then they were around that same age that that I was, and so now you know twenty years later they're you know, again, same age as me. And so guys like Jay Hernandez, who has gone on to have a really uh, good career in film and TV, uh, lately playing uh, Thomas Magnum in the Magnum P.I. Uh, reboot, remake. Uh, and then Rick Hernandez, um, who would go on to uh, be a part of Arrow, which at the time when I was watching Arrow, I didn't realize that it was the same actor uh, that plays Rudy in this film. Uh, and I didn't put it two and two together until uh, t- sometime later looking at a Wikipedia page and, and, and realizing, oh, yeah, that's Rudy from The Rookie. And uh, 
just you know that cool little thing and then Chad Lindbergh uh, who was in the first Fast and Furious film before being in this one it yeah it, it's kind of cool to have that has that dynamic and even Angus T. Jones who you know would go on to be uh in uh, Two and a Half Men uh it, it was a it was a good reminder of uh just how good of a child actor he was and it's kind of a shame that uh, he he's not acting anymore because I feel like that he uh, probably could still uh, do some good roles here and there if if he wanted to. But um, really enjoyed the cast. Loved the dynamic of of the uh, the old guys from the small town. Uh, kind of the shenanigans that they would get into just from uh, helping out Jimmy with uh, seating the baseball field to. Uh, kind of running interference sometimes with, uh, with you know, kind of different things that were going on in the town. But uh, yeah, top to bottom, love the cast of the film. Uh, really, I love the uh, the interesting uh, cinematography with the film. And I didn't always notice it, I guess, um, as much watching it the first couple of times. But as I've gotten older uh, and trying to understand and watch out for different cuts and transitions and things like that. There were a lot of different ways that they transitioned from one uh, scene to the next. Sometimes it was uh, a fade to black completely and then bringing it back up. Sometimes it was a pan around uh, a building or in uh, in some cases like an old derrick. Uh, and, and it's how they transitioned, or sometimes it was throwing of a baseball. Sometimes it was just uh, uh, in the birthday scene with uh, Hunter Angus T. Jones's character uh, using a a popper and uh, popping it, and that's how they transitioned. Uh, it was just interesting how John Lee Hancock, the director, used a variety of ways to transition from one scene to the next, and uh, there wasn't one way that he did it it was just a lot of different ways and it just kind of worked uh, because sometimes it would you'd have something like that and it, it would just kind of be disruptive but the way he did it it was kind of interesting and cool how uh, there wasn't one way that he transitioned and, and in some ways it kind of almost speaks to Jimmy's life and how there was a lot of transitions and a lot of different ways of impact in his life, whether it was moving around as a kid, whether it was uh, going into being a teacher and a coach uh, to then going back and being a baseball player again. And so it was just kind of interesting and cool how those different transitions were used. Uh, I kind of laughed when I thought about how uh, Jiffy Lube, especially through like a good portion of the film, uh, how a lot of product placement with the hat that Jimmy wore when when he was pitching. Uh, And I wonder if that was one of those things where did they put money into the film or did they, uh, were they asking, you know, you know, did they get some kind of uh, product placement with it? Uh, It was just kind of funny that that just kind of stood out to me uh, when I was watching the film. Also the fact that, there's a very short transition between when the events of this film happened and the making and the release of the film. Uh, like I said, the the 
story takes place around 1999. Uh, so this film was released in 2002. So there was a very short turnaround from when these events actually happened to when the film was made. Uh, like I said, I was a senior uh, in college when the film released. I was a freshman slash sophomore when these events happened. And so it's just wild to think about how a film like this was made, developed, and released in such a short time span. There's stories uh, of films being made uh, where it would be decades before uh, they would go from real life to the silver screen. And here it was just a just a couple years where it took place. And so I, I was kind of impressed thinking back on it again, just how quickly this thing went from a you know reality to to the silver screen and then one of the other things that's interesting about this film is it's almost like there's two films in one uh, like i mentioned you know the, the story of jim and how he's a coach who's trying to get his team uh, to play you know, hard and you know, they challenge him to uh, go try out if they win uh, win the district that is a film in and of itself where they're wanting to, you know, they're, they're coming together as a team, they're playing hard, they're playing well, and, then, you know, and they win the district. It's like that's one film, and then once that season ends, it's like the second film begins with uh, Jimmy going into tryouts and uh, going to the minor leagues and then getting called up to the majors. And so uh, just kind of interesting how that kind of, work together and how they wanted to uh, see that you know unfold uh, as the story goes and I guess I didn't think about it like the first couple times I watched the film but it's like looking back on it now it's like you almost could have had two films because a lot of times you have that the story of the scrappy underdog team coming through in the clutch uh, and you have the underdog uh, player who uh overcomes the odds and, and, and succeeds, uh, you know, those films could be their own separate films, but here you have two and one, uh, together. Uh, the other thing, one of the other things that stood out to me was, you know, obviously time, uh, has, you know, changed and, and things have, uh, definitely not the same as they once were. Uh, you have, you don't have cell phones, uh, or, or back in, you know, 99, cell phones weren't as prevalent and so you know a lot of uh, landline phones and pay phones are being used especially when jimmy uh, is down in the minors and you know is calling calling his family back and you know having to use the pay phones and so that was kind of a reminder of yeah this is <laughs> this is a uh an older film and, and then also two uh scenes in the small town of Texas where gas prices are uh, just barely above a dollar. It was like a dollar 19 uh at the gas station and it's like that is a lifetime ago uh, compared to gas prices today and just just a huge difference there. Um if you know if you watch the film and you want to spot where the actual Jim Morris is, uh he does have a cameo in the film. He uh plays one of the umpires when uh the games take place in Orlando. And so uh, if you, if you watch the film and you see the umpires there, one of them 
is the actual Jim Morrison. He does have a cameo in the film. Uh, the other thing that kind of stood out to me as I was rewatching it was knowing that uh, the ballpark uh, that the Rangers play in uh, in the film doesn't exist anymore today. Uh, they, at the time, uh, the Rangers played in the ballpark in Arlington. Uh, that was their stadium, and at the time the 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 Jimmy got called up, it was only a couple years old. It was I think it uh, opened in '96 or so, and so it was only a couple years old. Uh, but now the Rangers have a brand new stadium, and so that stadium doesn't exist anymore. And to just think about that and watch the film and see uh, a stadium that doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, just kind of puts, again, things in perspective of time and and how things change. Uh, but really, like I said, I love this film. It's one of my favorites. I have definitely a soft spot for sports films, for baseball films, for films that are based on a true story. And this was part of that series of films that Disney put out in the early 2000s early to mid to late 2000s, just that decade of the 2000s of sports films that uh, were just top-notch. It was just some of the best work that Disney has done, and The Rookie was a part of that uh, lineage of sports films. And I love the film, and it's one I always rave about. And re-watching it again, it just reminded me of just, uh, just the joy of watching a good two hours of, uh, of wholesome entertainment, of uh, inspiration, being inspired uh, to, to, to not quit on your dream, to uh, work hard and to persevere and uh, to have that support. Uh, you know, it just, like I said, I love the film. It's one that I would highly recommend if you've never seen it. Uh, definitely worth checking out especially if you just you just want a good heartwarming uplifting story that's what the rookie's about uh, so i definitely would recommend if you've if you've never seen it check it out if you have seen it it's worth checking out again i think it holds up uh to to this day even with you know some of the old uh parts to it like like i said with the pay phones and the gas prices being super cheap uh, but it, I think it still holds up pretty well. Uh, so, so that's my thoughts on rewatching the rookie. I'd love to hear your thoughts on if you've seen this film, what you've thought of it, uh, or just any film that you've been watching, uh, whether it's old, whether it's new, love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you can always let me know anytime your thoughts, uh, by email screen nerds podcast at gmail.com. Or, or you can always find me on Twitter at Screen Nerds Pod and share your thoughts there. And if you get an opportunity, please rate and review and subscribe to the podcast and, and, and share it. Let others know what we're doing here. Help get the word out. Let others know that, you know, this is a community where we love and celebrate films and TV uh, and, and enjoy those things and, and let others know about it. Um, there's... There's always a place here uh, to celebrate and enjoy those things that we love about film and TV and build this community up. And so that's what I hope 
uh, to have uh, as a community here at the Screen Nerds Podcast and want you to be a part of it and want you to share it with others. So if you get an opportunity, rate and review, uh, a five-star review if you if you think we deserve it, uh, write a written review, let, let people know that what we're doing here at the Screen Nerds Podcast would really appreciate it. So again, thanks for joining me for this rescreen episode. My name is Michael Burgett, and we will catch you on the next episode. Yeah.